Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Okay, let's get to our next guest. Uh, we're joined by Mira Pandit, uh, Vice President and Global Market Strategist at JP Morgan Asset Management, getting her take on what's going on out there. Welcome to the program, Mira. We are looking at markets, uh, generally speaking, and you're pointing to valuations and uh, putting a big question mark next to that word. Ultimately, we never want markets to fall as we've seen them fall in the recent weeks. But you do want markets to price in reality. And valuations at these levels are somewhat more realistic than certainly where we started the year and, and where we started to get to throughout the summer. And I would stress to investors, particularly in U.S. markets, that some of the fall in markets that we've seen in recent weeks is not a result of a fundamental deterioration in the economy. Instead, it's just reality, understanding what the Fed is looking to do for the rest of the year and pricing that in. Fundamentals haven't really fundamentally changed in the last month. But as Chair Powell said, we could be in for more pain ahead. And I think that that's what markets have been reflecting in recent weeks. But it's more than just yeah. the equity market volatility. It's been interesting to see this year that the interest rate volatility has been, you know, double that what we see in the equity market and even higher than the FX market. So I think what we need to be prepared for for the rest of the year is ongoing volatility across the markets until we get yep. more clarity from the central bank um, and, and the path of growth. Yeah, Jerome Powell promising pain is never a great thing, I suppose. But then the Fed hasn't been all that correct in a lot of their analysis and a lot of their predictions of late. Uh, but I think the point you make about valuations was hammered home last week uh, by a couple of investors saying that you sort of need to have price earnings ratios plus inflation, plus co core inflation, you know, not more than 20. And we're way over 20 now. Absolutely. And I think that when we look forward at the equity markets and what we can expect, we've seen this massive decline in multiples and we've seen this huge rollover in sentiment across the board throughout the year. What we're really trying to pay attention to from now on is what happens with earnings. You know, second quarter earnings season was certainly less bad than feared, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to see some deterioration on the earnings side in the months ahead. And that's something that we would expect to see. I think the silver lining for investors, though, even though we'll continue to wade through volatility for the rest of the year, is that it's pretty rare in a given calendar year that you see a decline in both earnings and multiples. So this year, earnings have actually been supportive of equity market performance overall, while multiples have been a big detractor. If we look into next year, even if we do see a mild earnings recession, what we would anticipate is in the depths of that earnings recession, we start to see a multiple turnaround and sentiment start to look better because, again, markets are forward-looking instruments in terms of pricing. So we, we would anticipate that, that could potentially be a support next year, even if this year it's, it's a really challenging environment. 
uh, okay, you know, you're talking earnings. It was not so much, uh, you know, what they did in the second quarter. It's the forward guidance, which was uh, uh, of perhaps particular interest. What did it tell you? And uh, does it really at the moment presage any form of, do you think, a recession? Well, what it told me more than anything is the dueling impacts that inflation has on earnings. Because on the one hand, we have to remember that earnings are nominal. When we looked at that top line revenue growth, it was pretty strong reflecting a resilient consumer. Now, in some cases, that could be because the consumer is still spending the same amount of money but being able to buy fewer goods. But again, that is the importance of earnings being nominal and and kind of tracking with inflation. On the other hand, where we did see deterioration is in margins. And margins reached record highs last year. So the starting point was good, at least in terms of the the, um, pain that companies can withstand. But at the same time, higher input prices, higher wages, the strong dollar, of course, has all eaten away at, at what companies can do. So we're really looking for companies with that pricing power. In particular, we tend to see it in some of the more value oriented companies that essentially have fixed costs that aren't moving with this um, higher inflation environment, um, whereas other areas of the market that are very dependent on wages and, and high-skilled talent um, could continue to to face some challenges. So we're seeing some sector dispersion here in terms of who can be successful in this type of environment. So we're very much looking at companies on a bottoms-up basis. So do you think companies pretty soon will, will have to uh, accelerate their job cuts? To some extent, we've seen that already, particularly, and again, some of the the tech sectors where wages are really important because talent is what keeps things going. So I I do think that in some parts, we're going to start to see companies cut back a little bit more. But I think it's going to be a lot of the areas that did tend to overhire. The bigger challenge, though, is that structurally we have a labor supply problem. So I do think that companies are really going to hold off as much as they can on massive layoffs because it was so hard and so expensive to get some of this talent in the door in the first place. Quality of labor was a problem pre-pandemic as well. Um, So I, I don't know that you're necessarily going to see a meteoric rise in unemployment. And even as you eventually see a rise in unemployment due to actual economic stress, uh, I think that we're going to see jobs come back quicker than certainly we did after the financial crisis, where that growth after unemployment was incredibly slow. Well, that must certainly mean that you don't really see a, a recession, a deep recession, maybe just a slowdown in uh, 20 seconds. It is really, you know, recession is not guaranteed. The consumer has been incredibly resilient and the labor market has been very resilient. So we would not say that recession is a foregone conclusion. But with the Fed being as aggressive as it is, it's certainly still a risk on our radar. All right, Mira, thank you very much for being with us live here on the program, especially uh, early Monday morning in Asia, Sunday evening in the States. Mira Pandit, Vice President, Global Market Strategist at J.P. Morgan Asset Management with her best ideas. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.